Ayin Bey Zamaralef, four lines down at the two dots. Quoting uh, another case in the Mishnah, Hashaychet Venimseis Trefa, etc. And the next case was Hashaychet Chulen Ba'azara. We go back to the Mishnah on Ayin Amaralef. We had listed eight cases, and the last one in the list of uh, someone who'd be Chayev four or five times was he shechted, it was Chulen, unconsecrated. Uh, animal that he had stolen, and he did this in the Azar, he has to pay him four or five times. So we have uh, two Lashinas of the following discussion. I put an A in the margin here and circled it, and four lines from the bottom. First words on the line are Ikadamasni Lai, squiggle underline the Ikadamasni line, put a B in the margin and circled that. So here's the first Lashin. Amalei Rav Chavibi Michuz I circled his name, he says to Rav Ashi, Shmami Na, we can uh, conclude from our Mishnah, uh, the Mishnah that said that if you shechit chulin bazar, you're chayed the four or five times, that eina l'shechita ala besayif. There's a, Machlokas comes up a number of times in the Shas. What is considered shechita? Is it, you have the animal, there's a knife, and slice back forth, back forth, back forth through the uh, neck, and then it gets to uh, slicing the windpipe, slicing the food pipe, at least 50% of each. Is it, once that's done, that's considered a shechita? Or is it yeshna l'shchita mitchilavad soif that there's this concept of shchita existing from the beginning? In other words, the first slice is considered a shchita, second slice shchita, and there's like little shchitas which make up a big shchita. So says Rav Chaviv Michuzna Shmamina from our Mishnah, it must be of those two possibilities that ain't l'shchita l'besoif. Why? If you considered each little partial bit of the slice as, as though it's a mini shrita, well, then you wouldn't have this case. Because remember, guy stole an animal, it's chulin, brings it into the azar, he starts shechting it. So the first initial um, motion of the hand doing the uh, knife to the neck, the shachat baporti shechts a little bit, as soon as he does that, it becomes Asr, because it's already considered Shechit, it's already Chulin in the Azara, whereas Kama Idach, the rest of the back-forth, back-forth with the knife that gets through the majority of the windpipe and the food pipe, Lo Demari Katavach. It's no longer something that belongs to the rightful owner that he stole it from, rather it became Asr Bahana, and therefore you could not be Mechaev in the four or five times. Amar Rav Huna Brederava. I underline the name Rav Huna Brederava, He's going to try to reject what Rachli Chuzna said. I'm not sure if he's speaking to Rav Ashi or to Rav Chavivim Chuzna, but he says Ki that no, when the Torah is Mechayev, that four or five payment for a Ganav who shechs the animal that he stole, Ahahu Port is going on that first little bit. Um, the Chiv is on like that first. Nick, and therefore it could be uh, that Yesh Lashkita Mitzilvad Saif. Amale Ravashi. Now here Ravashi pipes up. So I, I think this is Ravashi back to Rafuna Brederava. He says, uh, no, that would not be a good rejection of the point that was made by Rav Chavibi. Lo Um When the Pasuk says the term, one word in quotation marks, Utevachai, Kuloi Boinan, Utevachai. The implication of that word is a complete shrita of leka, and you don't have that. Well, lakasha. Well, then we're kind of stuck. How can you have a manda amar who would maintain while at the same time the mishnah is four or five as like a pasha thing? How do those two things stem? 
says back, you know what happened? Sheshachat miktas simanim bechutz ve'gamran bifnim. Bit of a unique case, but shechting an animal outside of the azar, there's no isra in that. So this guy started the knife slice through the windpipe and the food pipe. Um, the minority got it up to like I don't know forty nine point nine percent of those two pipes, and then kind of, I don't know, slid himself into the Azara, the Gamram Bifnim. So that final slice was also, the, the final slice, which would be um, the one that was Mechaivim of Chulun Ba'azar, was also the one that got him to it being a um, valid Shrita. Period. Aha, there are those who have, essentially, the discussion we had in the Eilashen, in the Bilashen, coming off of, though, the following Machlokes Reish Lakish Reb Yochanan Amar Reish Lakish I circled his name the gears are changed to Reb Shimon Lakish it could be the Reb Shimon Shimon Lakish Mishum the Reb Levi Saba Ain Alashchita Ella Besayif that the way you look at a Shchita is when it's completed that's when it's done and not before was Reb Yochanan who we circled Amar Yesh Nalashchita Mitchilavat Besayif Reb Yochanan takes the other opinion that no each uh, movement of the slice is considered another little Shchita. Now we pick up sort of where that first Lushan, um led us into the discussion. Should we say that Rabbi Yochanan is of the opinion, if he held that that if you have a unconsecrated animal, just a regular animal, shechted uh, by a person in the Azara of the base of Migdash, that it's not Daraisa, and therefore there would be uh, no Isser Hanah. De, why do you have to say that? Because if you're going to salkadaitach daraisa, that if you think it is daraisa, then how are you going to answer? How will that Rabbi Yochan understand the Mishnah, the eighth case in our Mishnah, Mechishacha Laporta? Because as soon as a little bit of the shkita is done, Asra, the animal becomes Asr, because it was shechted as Chulim Bazara, whereas Idach, the rest of it, which is going to be the issue of it was stolen, do you pay the four or five time? Lavdemar Katavach, it's no longer the previous rightful owner, because it's now it's been made Aser. Amalir Vachabrei de Rava, and on his name, he says back, well, no, Kikamachayev, could very well be that the four or five time requirement for a Ganav, Namiahu Porta is even for that initial slice. Amalir Ravashi, Amalir Ravashi, Ravashi says back, no, Lo Tidchei, that would not be a good disproof, or a good push-off. Why? Because when the Pasuk says, one word in quotation marks, that would require the entirety of it to be shechted, the lake, and you wouldn't have that. Well, then we're back to the drawing board again. Ella, Kasha. If you want to maintain that Chulim Bazara is actually a Doraisa, and as far as Shrit is concerned, you have it Mitrila Vadzaif, then how could the Mishnah say is like a Pasha thing that you have a four to five payment for that? Amrale. Says back, When is it that the Mishnah is Mechayev? The four or five payment is in that special case, which again is kind of unique. This person in question was shechting through uh, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, uh, not 50, but up to 50, let's say 49.9% of the way through the windpipe and the food pipe. He was outside the Azara and then kind of slid himself into the Azara of a So that last slice, which made it a, a good shkita because it got it over <coughs> the 50% mark also at the same time was the one that was the chulen bazar 
period. Says the Mishnah, um, we know there's this concept of Edim Zaymim. In, a, in a, a standard case, you have two witnesses who come to testify about whatever the case is. And um, if at a later time, two other witnesses come and say, regarding the first two witnesses, hey, how could you guys have testified that you were in that time and that place uh, that you claim to have been? You were with us at that time in a different place. That's Edim Zaymim. And then the basic uh, issue is, uh, the basic um, uh, re- resolution is that those First two phony witnesses have to, so to speak, pay up whatever they were trying to make the person they were testifying falsely against uh, pay. So when you have a little bit of a more complicated issue, uh, like the stealing of an animal and the shechting of it, if it's a more straightforward case, so two people say, hey, um, we saw Bob steal this uh, sheep, and the same two say we saw Bob uh, the next day uh, slaughter that uh, sheep, and then it turns out they are actually um, they have to pay the entirety of what they wanted to make this fellow they were trying to frame pay. Slash. How about this though? Uh, as far as the court's concerned, Al and Bob say that this fellow stole the animal and then comes along Carl and Dave to other witnesses and say that he shechted it. And then it turns out that both Al and Bob, as well as Carl and Dave, are found out to be Adim Zayimim, well, then each one of them will have to pay what they were trying to be Mechaev, this innocent person, to have to pay. The Rishonim, the first two Mishalman Tashumi Kefel, the double payment of whatever the value is of the animal they claim he stole, and the Achroinim would Mishalman Tashumi Shlesha, the additional three times, at two times to three times, depending on the animal. Nimtsu Achroinim Zayimim, however, in a case, maybe one put a comma before that, in a case where it was the second set of witnesses that were found to be Zayimim, then who the Ganav, that is, Misham Tashomi Kefal, still have to pay Kefal, because as far as the testimony about the stealing of the animal, that's still valid. However, Vehain, the second set of witnesses who had claimed that the fellow shechted it, or found to be Zayimim, Misham Tashomi they'll have to make up the additional three times. Kama. Let's say, Echad Mina Achreinim Zayimim. Only one of the two witnesses that testified about the slaughtering is found to be an aid Zayimim, and we know for the law of Adim Zemim to kick in and have the Adim Zemim have to pay what they wanted to pay. It has to be both of them are found to be Zemim. In this case, only one was found to be an Adim Zemim, which of course does make Adim Zemim, but also has the testimony fall off. So then, Butla Edushnia, because the Edushnia only really had, at the end of the day, one person testifying about it, and therefore becomes nullified. And then if one of the original two witnesses who had testified about the stealing found to be an Adim Zemim, then Butla Kala Edus, then the whole Eidus becomes nullified, because Shim and Geneva, if you don't have valid testimony about it being stolen, then the whole testimony about that it was slaughtered or sold is also totally inconsequential. That's the mission. Itmar, we have a issue which is going to be a machlokas discussed for a while, well into uh, tomorrow's year also. Eid Zaymim. When you have this concept of a person who gave a testimony in court, and then there's a later testimony that says, hey, how could that fellow have uh, been at that place at that time he said he was? Because actually he was somewhere else at that time. When that happens, Abaye, who we circled on, who nifsal, Rava, who we circled on, Abaye looks at it as though retroactively the person becomes puzzle. 
which would make a big difference, because let's say he testified about something in April, and he's found to be an Eidzoimim in May. And in the interim, between those two times, he signed a bunch of documents, and he testified about things. If you're going to say Lema Freya, that retroactively it turns out that he's puzzle, then everything in the interim that he dealt with would also be invalidated. Whereas Rava, who we circled Amar, no, the way an Eidzoimim works is when it's found that he's an Eidzoimim, Mikanul above from that point on, who nifsal? Colon. Abai, we underline, we go over each point. He says, Lemafreya hu nifsal, an Eidzoimim retroactively is considered puzzle. Meha hu shata de asid havele rasha. That's because it turns out, in our example, a month earlier, he had testified. It turns out he's really a rasha from that time. Vatayra amra, throws us very clearly, al tashes dot 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 rasha dot aid. Bottom line, you can't have a rasha as a witness, and it turns out that this guy retroactively was a rasha. Then that's how it'll work. Whereas, comma, Rava, underline Rava's name and called it number one. The reason I did that is because one line from the bottom, not the bottom line, but one above it, the last one line is Rava. I underline that and called that number two. We have two versions of Rava. So here's the first version Rava Amar Mikanu Lahabahu Nifsal. It's only from that point onward. Why? Because this whole concept of you had two witnesses who testified, and then another two witnesses came in and say, hey, how could you guys have testified? You were with us at a different place at that time. Eid Zayim is a chiddush. Now, why is it a chiddush? Why is it like a, a novel idea? Because dehare tre vitre ninu. You had two witnesses who came and testified about something, and then another two witnesses who came and said, hey, you guys were with us at that time. Well, my chaz is that tzayis lahani, tzayis lahani. If you have two saying one thing and two saying a different thing, who says you should listen to the first two? Maybe listen to the second two. Or who says you should listen to the second two? Maybe listen to the first two. And and we do listen to the second pair basically because of exeris akasuv. Now it's a bit of a chiddush. And hilkach, therefore, in So since this like novel uh, concept comes up, we'll say that from that point on, the original idiom will be considered invalidated, but not retroactively. That's the first lashon in Rava. Ikadamri, I squiggle on the Ikadamri and underline Rava's name number two. That in this lashon, Rava nami kabai sfirole holzakabai. That basically idiom zayimim would be lemafreya. Da amra lemafreya hu nifsal. The hacha over here, where Rava says that we view it as a mikan ulahaba, only from that point on. Hainu time into Rava. The reason here is mishum. Because if you're going to retroactively make this uh, fellow an invalid uh, witness, then let's say he had in the interim signed on some sort of document of some other transaction, you would have the uh, purchasers lose out from that. Okay, bottom line, is there a practical difference between the first way we explain Rav and the second way the Gemara explain Rav? Whether you say it's a Chiddush or you say it's a Pseida de Lukuchais, well, here's a um, case where there'd be a difference. You have two people testifying about one of the witnesses that he was with them, and another two people, a third and fourth person testifying with the second witness, where basically that takes it out of being a chiddish, because now you have four witnesses against two, and at the same time, uh, it is Pseidah de Lukuchas would still exist. Inami, alternatively, de paslinu begazlanusa, where what they're pasling him is not, hey, you were with us that time, but rather, no, no, you're a gazlan. And therefore, colon, lahaklishn, according to the Lashon Ta'amras Mishum Chiddish, that it's an issue of, ooh, it's a, like, why listen to these two, not these two? Well, laika. And, and therefore, you would go lemafreya. Whereas lahaklishna, according to the other Lashon Ta'amras Mishum Pseidah de Lukuchas, Ika, you would still have that would exist, and therefore you would not go Freya. Okay, who do we possibly like? Well, Amravir Mimidifti, 
Avad Rav Papa, Uvda Rav Papa wants Paskin, Kavase, like Rava in this case. Ravashi Amar, Hilchsa Kavase da Abaye, that we go like Abaye. And what do we do? Well, this will conclude Hilchsa Kavase da Abaye in the famous six cases. This is one of them. Be Ya'alka Gam, Yud Ayin Lamid Kuf Gimel Mem Sofi. I double underline the Ayin because the Ayin stands for Eid Zayim. It's our case. These are the six cases where we Paskin like Abaye. What are the other. Five, the Yud is the Yerushalayim Midas, the Lamed is the Lechi Aymid Me'elav, the Kuf is Kedushin, that's not Masul the Gimel is Gilu Das Gitin, and the Mem is a Mummer who eats Nevelis, uh, not even because he likes him, just Lahachis. Adkan.